Welcome to the world as we know it today. January 3rd, 2021. Welcome to the new year. This is a show about politics, prophecy, religion, and a bit of philosophy all in the mix. Reacting to the day's news and how it affects us. Bringing current events into biblical perspective. So on this January Sunday, we are obviously looking at the week ahead, which is a big one. There's a lot going on, and uh, we are drinking through a fire hose information-wise, but uh, we can sum, up, sum it up fairly easily this week uh, with the big kahuna being January 6th, the challenge at, uh, at Congress, uh, the presidential election. There's a lot more to it than just the presidential election, but this week we'll be focusing on that. And, uh, you know, by all rights, it looks fairly hopeless that President Trump will be the president if you look at it with the natural eye. Uh, these things have been done before. In fact, the uh, liberal Congress challenged President Trump's election, but nobody just, nobody talked about it. So, you know, uh, this is all new to most people uh, because it bubbled to the top and people are talking about it. Uh, a, lot, a lot can happen. So a lot of people are painting hopes on the next marker, the next date, the next thing that a congressman or a senator can do. Um, in the natural, it seems almost useless, um, almost hopeless. And the thing about that is it's not up to them. Um, this is the biblical perspective we are looking at, and that is that God places men in power and allows things to happen. So this week and the next week, if Trump wins, in some way it will be a miracle in, in all rights. Um, if he wins, there won't be any man that can say they did it or accomplished it, I think. Uh, should God choose to do that, that would be great. I won't complain. But uh, should he choose to go the other way, we could say that it will be a man presiding in the presidential office, I will not call him president, uh, simply put, because of the massive corruption, the obvious massive corruption, it just is not going to happen. So, if uh, Biden wins, it will be the same thing. It will be uh, chosen by God. Uh, let's talk about the reasons later, but if Biden wins, lots of changes, lots of... Uh, Lots of problems. If Trump wins, obviously, lots of problems. So we're heading for a very uncontrolled time. Um, I am now investing in Bitcoin, as you know. There is nothing that's going to stop a tumult, a real turning over of things. Uh, whether it will be in the short run, uh, a godly move, a turnover that brings righteousness uh, will be up to the men and women of this country as much as it is up to, to God because people can can stop listening to God and just do their own thing and, and uh, it puts off the prophecies, the fulfillment of God. It can even, in a good way, forestall judgment, which I actually think what is what has happened with Trump, uh, <clears throat> an imperfect man, but one that uh, may have forestalled a real judgment, a full judgment coming on the United States. Uh, 
uh, for different reasons. Uh, but that's where we're at. Um, the challenges in the Senate, the challenges in the House, at the Congress seem almost ceremonial uh, because it's been done before and it, it was just to put the put the word out, put your, put your name in position. But uh, I don't think that it will be over after that, no matter who wins. There will be good people uh, challenging everything that's happening in this election in the future and trying to uh, really get the truth out. Uh, that will be difficult because of uh, the, the the legacy media, but it will be doable, uh, partly because uh, the legacy media, YouTube, Facebook, all these guys, they think that nothing will ever change. Well, I got news for you. Things will change. And uh, the alternative media groups that are growing are going to keep growing. The attention of these people will, will lessen over time, and I think truth will get out. We still have a free speech society to some extent, and uh, I think uh, I think it will it will change uh, the Google clampdown, the Twitter clampdown, the you know the whole four years. Uh, they told us four years ago they were going to try and sway the election. They told us that they could do it. Google and others. They told us that they could affect the election, and uh, you know. Um, Mark Zuckerberg giving $400 million to election processes, which is in and of itself probably illegal. Um, it's all going to come out. It just is going to take too long to have an effect this year. That's what it looks like. Um, and be that as it may, you're probably going to have Mr. Biden standing in the Oval Office. It won't make me happy. And it won't make very many people happy, I guarantee you. But uh, I think that's what we're dealing with. And we'll just have to fight from there. Uh, what you have to do is, when you're in this position, is, you know, if you're going to have some courage, some some backbone, is you, you, you take your licks, you stand up, and you fight again. You do what you can, with who you can, where you can. Uh, if you're a waitress, you know, talk to your other waitress friend. If you're a congressman get some stones and, and start making good decisions. Uh, many of these people won't be in office anymore after this happens. And I mean all up and down the line, because really what happens at the local level, the state level, in some ways can be even more important uh, because that's where real life is affected for most of us. And uh, I recommend that you be more active there than in the national level, in fact. Uh, except for maybe, I wish I could go to January 6th, the mall in Washington, D.C. I wish I could show up. I just can't. Uh, but if I could, I would go. It would be my first time ever protesting or showing up for one of these things. I don't normally do that. Most people don't, but there's going to be a lot of people there. Uh, they will, it will be an undeniable display of where we're going in the conservative movement. And I, as you noticed, didn't say Republican. Uh, this is a conservative movement. The Republicans are at risk of being dinosaurs uh, if they're not already that. Um, and being overtaken, you know, the only problem with starting a third party is that uh, when you do that, you fracture the conservative movement so much that 
you know, you basically give the liberal Democrats full power because they will not fracture. They will stay together. They will put guns to people's heads to make sure that they stay where they are, which is in the movement, the liberal movement. They're not going anywhere. And so my opinion is that we transform, change, take over under two-party system nationally and even locally. You you change the people, not the system at this point. Uh, changing the system is in one way dicey and impossible, in another way um, horrifically damaging and bloody. Neither one is a good option. So at this point... If Biden is seated, I will call him a man placed in the position of president. I will not call him my president. How is this different than the left saying with Trump and others, he is not my president? It's been happening since Bush. Uh, what What's different is we're standing on procedure, law, process, correct, truthful judgment. And when they say Trump is not his president or Trump is not their president, they're standing on hatred, narrative, disbelief, uh, all kinds of things that are way different. Uh, the hatred for this man, Trump, is absolutely incredible. Um, I never really liked him in the first place myself, but really the, the, the hatred and the vitriol coming from the left and from the the radicals and the deep state and the, the uh, kleptocracy we have... Uh, all have fomented a hatred that is is mind-numbing. And you can see it everywhere. I even have a friend of mine that voted for Trump the first time but couldn't vote for him the second time because of his tweets, because he seemed like a mean person or uh, whatever, uh, not looking at any accomplishments. In fact, he agreed that there were accomplishments, but he still couldn't vote for him. Hard to understand. But uh, the, the the left has basically forced us to defend President Trump very strongly when some of us in nature, in natural, wouldn't. They would just leave it be because they weren't that enthralled with Trump himself. Uh, when the uh, 16 election happened, he was my seventh, eighth choice. And I am still a Ted Cruz guy. Uh, I think draining the swamp would have been a lot easier for him because he knows where the bodies are buried. He knew how to do it. He knew how it worked. I think he would have drained the swamp quicker. Trump actually struggled at that and is still struggling at that, um, not knowing how to do it. Um, and uh, one way you could have done it is the same way Obama did it, which was he took the SES, the uh, executive branch of the executive government, you know, the the service that is all executives for the government, there's about 8,000 of them. And he fired many of them, many, many of them, and he converted it over to a little liberal army. And they're still there. Uh, knowing that this happened and how it happened, uh, Trump could have easily gone in and done the same thing. They would have bitched and moaned, but I don't care. Uh, but, you know, in four years, he could have converted the SES back over to, you know, constitutional process people, uh, generals all the way down to administrative managers uh, of even things like, you know, little organizations uh, in the EPA and, you know, in the Justice Department everywhere. Uh, all of this was transformed by Obama, and I actually believe 
he is still running those people and processing things uh, as a shadow government. Um, I don't have actual proof of that, but when you look at the way it was set up before he left office, it was set up to do this, and he has not left Washington. He's still there uh, doing things every day, and now uh, you will really have Susan Rice as the chief of staff, which is basically Obama's right-hand man, henchman, whatever you want to call her, and uh, she'll be right back in the mix, along with all the other usual suspects. That was a great movie, by the way. But uh, it is something like that movie. The usual suspects are uh, getting away with it and walking off into the sunset after causing great harm and damage. So, you know, this is where we're at. Biblically, prophetically, there are a lot of prophets saying hey, you know, Trump is going to win and we're going to drain the swamp and expose everything and blah, blah, blah. I don't know what the time frame is on these because that's not real clear. Prophecy can be tricky. And uh, I actually believe it will happen. But, you know, putting a faith in that prophecy with multiple people that it will happen this time exactly as they say it, uh, that's tricky because prophecy today is not really what it was in the Old Testament and even in the Old Testament, many of the prophets would say things and it wouldn't happen for 400 years or 50 years. Uh, if you read Jonathan Kahn and look at how things happen, they actually happen in, it seems, 50-year cycles sometimes, where you may even decree something, but it really doesn't occur right away. Uh, that's the thing you got to be careful about. Um, I don't discount it, and I would be very pleased to see uh, the prophetic that I've been listening to be 100% accurate. That'd be great. Uh, just trying to dose of reality it a little bit as well. So that is where we are right now. Uh, there's a lot more to talk about, a lot of more details in the future. But right now, this week, it is really about January 6th and uh, what is going to happen. Supreme Court, they're going to step in. All four states can do some things that affect this. We could even decertify some states before January 6th uh, if the state legislatures have any compunction at all to have courage and a real voice. Uh, it, uh, it seems unlikely, but if it happens, you may get less than 270 votes for either candidate which would be fine because that would put it to one vote per state delegation in the Congress. Ostensibly, Republicans have 26 Congress locked up, 26 states, but that is very dicey as well. Uh, one thing we know is the left is very good at threatening violence, getting their way through coercion, pain, threats, everything they can do, anything they can do. Uh, they don't care about hurting people or destroying people's lives. Uh, they really don't care what they do to get what they want done. So this is what we have to deal with. And you may see that happen again if it goes even to the 26 states. You may find a legislature that backs off just because they've been threatened and cajoled into doing the wrong thing. 
that is where it looks like it's going now. Uh, and and only to say that the great thing is that if President Trump is reseated as the president, it will be a miracle. It absolutely will be a miracle. And uh, should God set it up that way, that'd be great because we could uh, we could even start a real revival in this country, a real looking back to God, you know. But uh, if not, we may need a lot more pain before we get a real revival here. People really looking for the true God again. And uh, but either way, we're going to be all right. This is a great country, great people, lots of very good biblically oriented Christians on the ground level that will do the right thing. Even some seculars that, you know, will do the right thing on the ground, at the ground level. We will help each other. We will get through everything and uh, we'll move forward. So just remember that and remember life. It's a beautiful thing. So check us out on Parlor or anywhere you get podcasts, especially Apple iTunes.